I think the only time that we apply this parable that we hear about not taking the first sit, it's when we come to Mass. When we come to Mass, no one wants to sit in the front seat. Typically, people want to sit in the back. And then when there is no other option, then you sit in the front. Typically, that's the case. And of course, that's a joke. Please don't email me about it. Um, I've had enough of those emails. When we hear this parable, it's, of course, talking about humility, right? Jesus is telling us to be humble. And there are various definitions of what humility is. There are tons of them. But one of my favorite definitions of humility is this. It, humility means recognizing who we are in the eyes of God. When we know who we are in front of God, then we're able to be humble. We are aware of our strengths, but we're also aware of our weaknesses, our trespasses, our shortcomings. And when we are fixed in pleasing God, in being okay with Him, then automatically we will be at peace with those around us. And we will be humble around those we love and those that we don't love or have a hard time loving. That's how I like to summarize humility. But there's also a second theme within this gospel, and that is giving. Notice how this parable, it's kind of unique. This is the chapter 14 of St. Luke. And the first line, it's verse 1 of the chapter. Then it skips to verses 7 and 14. Not that you have to remember that. But why am I, why am I mentioning this? Because this happens on the Sabbath. And Jesus is dining with a very important figure whose name we don't know in Jewish tradition. The gospel tells us that he was one of the leading Pharisees. So he was a big deal. And Jesus was observing what was going on at the dinner, at the banquet. And he notices how people start taking the seats of honor. And keep in mind that throughout the Gospel of St. Luke, Jesus reminds people, do not take the first seat. And then Jesus, it seems that the parable, he's speaking about the, the audience. In other parables, he comes up with a story that has something to do with the context of the conversation. But in this parable, it seems that Jesus is addressing the audience. And then he turns to the host and tells him, my friend, when you come up with a banquet yourself, do not invite your family, friends, relatives, neighbors. They will be able to repay you. Invite those that won't be able to repay you. That's when Jesus is talking about giving. Now, giving, it is not so much about giving. Giving is about returning to others. Giving is about returning what God gives us back to Him, of course, but back to our brothers and sisters. Many times, we like to be recognized by others. We like to be honored by society. 
We like to move up. There is this human hunger for position, for power, for recognition, for esteem. And Jesus is telling us, what good does that do to you? Because let's keep in mind that any parable that Jesus addresses, it talks about more than an earthly reality, it talks about a heavenly reality. Nothing that we achieve will give us a greater place in heaven in terms of earthly things. No matter how much we are loved by people, if we are not loved, of course we're loved by God, but if we don't realize that Jesus, that God, is whom we should please, then we're doing it wrong. I know there are areas in your life that you have to work on, just as there are areas in my life that I have to work on. We're only able to address those when we see it under the light of the gospel. Now, at this moment, I would like to invite Mike Wren to talk about the finances of our parish. Please be very enthusiastic about this. This is very good information. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Father, and good morning, everyone. And good morning to those of you online. You know, one time I was playing golf, it was a small course, came to a hole that was about 60 yards long. There was a dad and his young daughter in front of me. They stepped aside and waved me up. My shot hit the front of the green, rolled toward the hole, and my goodness, it dropped in. The dad yelled, wow, you got a hole in one. I was so excited. And as I walked toward them, the little girl, who was just learning to play golf, turned to her dad and said, well, daddy, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Wow, she stopped me in my tracks, thanked them for letting me play through, picked up my ball, and silently walked to the next hole. There are many references in the Bible to giving, but one of my favorites is actually from Mother Teresa. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. It seems to me that that's what we're supposed to do. Today we'll look at our results for the year ended this past June 30th, and then at our plans for 2023. Regular giving in 2022 was $2,088,000. That's an increase of 12% over last year. Thank you so much. We incurred a deficit of $325,000, but that was actually planned to fund some one-time projects like the Library Improvement Project, and it was actually $175,000 better than our budget because of your generous giving. We're very grateful. Almost 68% of our spending was on charity, religious education, ministries, and our youth programs. You know, over the years, as I've, as I've talked to you, I've often thought how wonderful it would be if you could meet the people who are helped by your kind donations. Well, today you will, sort of. I would like you to imagine for a moment there are two extra rows of seats in front of me. Seated in these virtual seats are the folks who benefited from your incredible generosity this past year. First, there's a little boy and girl from Haiti. They're fed each day at school, and their parents are able to go to Mass because of your generous donations to our sister parish. Tom and Patty Caprera lead this effort. Next are two children from one of the most impoverished provinces in India. 
They are two of the 840 children who are educated and fed daily uh, as a result of the work of the Franciscan priests and the support of our India ministry. The education of these children will enable them to break the cycle of poverty while developing a strong sense of our Catholic faith. Joe St. Lawrence coordinates this ministry. A family from Williamson County is next. Things have been very difficult for them. The dad is disabled. The mom lost her job. This past Christmas, they received a food basket and a gift card from the St. Philip Christmas Basket Program. This program is sponsored by our men's club. It's been helping families here in Williamson County for more than 50 years. Many of you made basket deliveries when you were children, and now you're taking your own children to this wonderful event. We all remember Jay Swagger's heartfelt annual appeals. In recent years, Bob Volk has taken over this effort. But hunger is not a once-a-year problem. The next family receives food from a food bank supported by one Genoway. One Genoway is located here in Franklin. They work to eliminate food insecurity. Last year, they gave away more than 4 million pounds of food. They received a donation from our outreach program, thanks to Chris Nelson for his effort and leadership here. Next is a mom who had been homeless. She was helped by the Williamson County Homeless Alliance to find a place to live. Our outreach fund donated to the WCHA to help them provide for the needs of the homeless here in Williamson County. This mom was also directed to Mercy Healthcare. She's now receiving quality care for her medical needs. Her teenage daughter is sitting next to her. Being homeless is very difficult for a teenager. She was depressed because of their situation and contemplated suicide. But she's now receiving the mental health support that she needs from Mercy. Your generous donation to the Mercy Money Match program and the matching donation from our outreach fund will support Mercy's building project. That project is well underway. Its goal is to help Mercy to expand its ability to meet the needs of families like this one here in Williamson County. In the next row is a group of teens who attend our religious education program and also participate in Edge and Connect. They told me how much they love these programs and how they help them stay committed to our Catholic faith. Next to them is a family who decided to become Catholic this past Easter after completing our RCIA program. Let's all continue to pray for them. You must have made the donations to support all of these brothers and sisters in Christ with a great deal of love, just like Mother Teresa said. Okay, let's come back to reality and look at 2023. Our 2023 budget our main goals were to develop our youth programs and grow our ministries. But because of our economy, this was probably the most difficult budget we've had to do in the last 10 years. We're not immune from the same inflationary pressures that you all see at the grocery store or when you're filling up at the gas pump. Our budget will show a deficit of $250,000, but this is driven by one-time capital expenditures that will fund out of savings. Our plan is always to fund operations out of giving and use our savings only for one-time initiatives. We'll continue to be good financial stewards. To achieve this budget, our weekly target will need to increase a very modest 3% over 2022. For most of you, that's just a dollar or two per week. You may have noticed that we changed the target in our weekly reporting to you in the bulletin. 
You can see how we're doing by checking that weekly. That tracker needs to be at 100% to cover our costs. Remember, you are the only source of income for our wonderful parish. I also want to remind you about legacy giving, giving a gift to St. Philip in your will. I spoke about my own commitment last year. I'm pleased to report I'm still alive, so Father, you'll have to wait a bit longer for that gift. We also want to thank you for your kind financial donations and donations of prayer to the Bishop's Faith, Hope, and Love campaign. We're incredibly, incredibly grateful for your generosity. If they were really here, I would ask the folks that I introduced you to earlier to stand up, turn around, and smile at you. Then I'm certain they would thank you from the bottom of their hearts. Please remember their faces and think about them when you give. The impact of your kindness on their lives is not virtual. It's not imagined. It's very, very real. Unfortunately, their needs will continue during these difficult times. <clears throat> As we approach the coming year, please prayerfully consider your gifts to our parish. Can we ask you to make those gifts with love, just like Mother Teresa asked? Let's make sure we're doing everything we're supposed to do to live our faith and get to heaven. A couple of final things. Our ministry fair is back. Please stop by the gathering area after Mass to learn more about our ministries and see how you can get involved. Please continue to give online. It's easy and it's safe. Please continue to teach your children how important giving is to our faith and our parish. Parents and grandparents, I see you doing that often, and we're very, very grateful. There's more details in our annual report. Please keep those in need and those who've lost loved ones in the last year in your prayers. You're also kind. Thank you for your time, and God bless you.